0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rally Caps, a podcast for those building businesses for the long haul. Today, we're joined by Mark Spooner, and it's me.
1: (laughs) We are, in fact, joined by Mark Spooner, a New England native and a dear friend of ours. Mark is an award-winning wedding and editorial photographer based in the greater Boston area. An empathetic person himself, Mark is a master at capturing moments and documenting the energy of the room that he's in. In July of 2019, he finally put the camera down for a wedding and got married himself to his lovely partner, Molly, who is undoubtedly his better half. Two years ago, he branched his business out to include an associate photographer, shout out Carl, and will begin this year his eighth season in business as of 2021. Now, he's a cabin-owning wilderness man.
2: A skinny dipper.
1: True. A bu- <laughs> <laughs> A wood chopper. A wood chopper Mm mm-hmm a skeet shooting fun loving rootin tootin rootin tootin
2: (laughs) new yorker no well sort of with your cabin yeah Yeah. i summer in new york
1: yeah Yeah. he has a dual citizenship between mass and new york yeah it's it's pretty good (laughs)
2: lululemon pant wearing Mm
1: Hmm, it's true
2: is that what that is right there very comfy Yep. oh wow i'm wearing sweatpants and you're wearing lululemon but, they're, but they, but they're feel like pants, They feel of. like
0: sweatpants, so
2: it's true. Wait, are those actual dress pants that you wear? Yeah, you yeah. have a belt. I, on. I
0: wore these at our rehearsal dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: me and you our rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. Yep, for this podcast. For this. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't rehearse enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real. Thanks for
1: jumping yeah. on the pod. <laughs> of course, <guys>. it's really <laughs> funny how this went down because you joined our uh,
2: rally caps Patreon. It's okay. true and. uh, I might have accidentally posted that we weren't doing an extra innings episode that week and that we were really excited to be interviewing Ryan Brown and our friend Mark Spooner. And you didn't know we were interviewing No, him. that's how I learned
0: no. that I was on deck, but I'm, I'm deeply honored still. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I
2: really appreciate that you brought your
1: own microphone.
0: I did, just in case.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> the headphones that we used to check levels. Yeah, I really felt Thanks. like the
0: kid packing for the sleepover. <laughs> yeah. And I had like my own internal mom being like, Sweetie, do you want to, do you want to just bring this just in case you guys play nerf battles or like you want to have like your own nerf gun just in case they do too? Turns out I didn't need one. You
2: provided. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, the reason we're in the same place is because we're in the same industry. We are. You're another wedding photographer. I am. Another one of those. Short hair on the side, long hair on top. (laughs) That's exactly right. Clear glasses wearing. (laughs) i'm sandwiched between them yep yeah we we look alike uh you you booked a couple uh, yes cl- uh, clients yep uh, casey and joe yep up in western mass and what two years ago <laughs> referred yeah. me to them and then we you know had rescheduling over 2020 and all that stuff but we've yeah
0: found ourselves here yeah you are my you are my go-to wedding vendor uh, recommendation. You filmed my wedding yeah, uh, a couple years ago and, yeah. and whenever someone wants a wedding video I always send them my wedding video and say you know you could have these local options or you could fly this guy in from Chicago yeah. and Casey and Joe they did just that Yeah, and then you missed your
2: flight <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't technically fly you in <laughs> Okay, that's coming on a later episode with all my other travel foibles. That's in the extra intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's really fun to be hanging out and chilling in an Airbnb together. (laughs) Yep, this (laughs) is like a sleepover. (laughs) It feels just like a sleepover. Maybe we should talk a little bit about business. <laughs> sure, let's talk about
0: business. Yeah, what
2: do you want to know I about? Knew this is gonna be like the most low key, funny episode. It can be, yeah, you very be chill. Me. Yeah, I'll, I'll be me. That's okay, so good. start from the beginning. On the business, sure,
0: <laughs> sure. So, uh, I like to say that I I became a wedding photographer. It was sort of a photographer, definitely a wedding photographer, a little bit by accident. I think I was still, I would say I was still in the generation of wedding photographers, which is like a little bit strange to start to refer to myself as like, maybe like towards the end of the most current generation. Um, just cause that feels like I, I still feel pretty fresh in the game, but I think I was, I would still consider myself You're like an old Gen Z. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I think I'm a, I think I'm technically a, a, like a square squarely millennial, Yeah, but I, I was of the generation where Instagram was still relatively novel as like a business, um, tool. Yeah. And, um, therefore the idea of being a wedding photographer, I don't like, it wasn't on my radar as I was getting into photography in general, the idea of being a photographer professionally was not really on my radar in general. And then subsequently the idea of being a wedding photographer was definitely not on my radar. Um, but yeah, I mean the the super condensed story is I went to school for psychology thinking that I wanted to be a therapist. My mom's a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um and you, you know, really the only job I had consistently throughout high school and college was working at like a summer camp counselor besides, you know, working like at a pizza shop and stuff like that.
2: On the on the lake that your cabin is.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah. So that's a lake up in speculator, New York, which is like the southernmost tip of the Adirondacks um and i grew up every summer there being a counselor i my mom was a therapist i always liked helping my friends with advice and stuff and i was not incredibly i wasn't like i wasn't a bad student i just wasn't super academic and so i thought the idea of going to school for like how to be a good friend was sort of the idea that i had with psychology came into school uh, studying that Um declared the psych major kept the psych major. But then halfway through, through the serendipity of a liberal arts education, (laughs) uh, I took like a film genres course and I had been into photography. Like in hindsight, I like made movies growing up, like little home action movies and stuff. Um, and was always taking pictures. Um, I came into college with like a DSLR that I had been given as a gift and I the school we went to was very. Stephen and I went to the same school, um, but the school we went to was very small and easy to like gain a reputation of being like a photo kid or whatever. So it was it was very much a hobby, and then um, it was really all, easy
2: to start work. And then yeah, about-
0: it was easy to stand out. Like without um, without honestly that much skill. Or um, experience because of the size of the school mm. and like
2: kind of the hustle of the school too. See, like you both have really similar experiences. Yeah,
0: like yes. I I think Stephen. I mean I Stephen worked for me for a few years. Um, we overlapped as students for, for one. You for worked one year
2: for him. I did not know. Did yeah. I know this? So well, I mean that's kind, kind of like. Yeah, there's a lot I, to unpack there. Yeah, there is yeah. a lot to well, unpack there. We have a podcast to Exactly. Sure. on.
1: I'll let you finish going through everything, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so, yeah, sorry. That was a lot of different directions that we went. But um, as a student, it mm-hmm. was relatively, like, I didn't find, um, so my ultimate majors were psychology and what uh, Gordon, the school I went to, it was called communication arts, which was a catch-all creative media major. Um, and I didn't find that the, generally I would say the workflow or the work ethic of students within that major was not the highest. And it was not Mm. that difficult, especially within like the film or photography space to like stand out as someone who like took those courses or that just material a little bit more seriously. So I definitely did that at Gordon, gained a little bit of a reputation for being like a good photographer on campus. Mm -hmm. Gordon was also a school where a lot of kids got married quickly after college and subsequently like i was an easy ask for like a low budget low pressure low experience um wedding photography gig mm-hmm. so i had that um yeah i i started photographing weddings um my junior year that's generous like i photographed two weddings my junior year yeah and then i think i had five or six lined up um the summer after my senior year which is also when um, I had pitched my senior year of uh, Gordon, I had pitched to the college the need for a staff photographer. Um, They had previously been um, sort of making do with cohorts of student photographers. I was one of those. And then they would hire this guy um, who was a friend of the creative director out from LA to come and do like a, like a week long shoot. And I was like privy to how much they paid him because I was curious about that Um, and got to like sort of shadow him. And he was very talented. Like he's this, you know, seasoned commercial photographer. But Gordon's needs were like much more, you know, throughout the year. And I knew that because I was a student photographer, I needed a job. I was, you know, a senior. It was a perfect recipe for like shoot, you know, shoot your shot. And I pitched the idea to the administration fall of my senior year can
2: you could you expand on how you pitch
0: yeah sure so uh my boss at the time um who was just kind of like a um a lady who would like to send out assignments to the student photographers and say you know like we have some speaker coming to campus is anyone free to photograph it she um is not a photographer herself um she's more of like a pr woman but part of her responsibilities were to manage those photo ops So I had a good working relationship with her throughout my four years. And then my senior year in the fall, she sent me an email saying, hey, you know, we have a a little bit of budget surplus and we're actually looking to purchase equipment. They didn't have any equipment. It was all students. You know, I was using my personal camera the whole time. Um, And so, yeah, the the timeline of her asking that question and me being in like the early stages of what am I going to do after school, kind of pivoting away from this you know, master's degree or Psy-D, which is what I was looking at for clinical psychology into like, you know, what if I could make a go of taking photos? Um, And so knowing that they had budget for a camera, I I spec'd out like, here's what I would buy. It was like a 5D Mark III, um, you know, and a couple lenses. And I spec'd it out for them in terms of how much it would cost. And I was like, you know, so I would definitely recommend Gordon buy this, but, and I knew again, how much they were contracting this freelancer for approximately and at the time you know my salary needs were very low i was just you know student and i was like for for only you know three (laughs) more payments of whatever whatever you could have a starting salary and um you know do you have any interest in it being a staff photographer role and i think this was not like a new idea for gordon um but it was it was the first time that the person who was in theory interested in the role was the one pitching it and moving it forward so long story short, I just like wrote up a job description. She was like, yeah, I mean, you can, you can pitch it. I wrote up a job description, like Google how to write a job description. Um, kind of got like a framework, talked to my my really good friend's um, dad. He's like an HR guy. And I was getting his advice on like how to format things. And then I literally like, um, Gordon has what's called a cabinet, which is just the administration. And I got that, that pitch into one of the cabinet meetings and it took several rounds and it like I kept on getting uh, like it was definitely just not high on the agenda list of sure. this cabinet meeting, <laughs> but I was like such a classic senior guess. in college. Like I'd put my suit, I'd get the email like, Hey, yeah, they're considering your proposal. Like do you have time to step into the meeting or whatever. And so I'd like suit up, which in hindsight is hilarious. Cause you know, now at Gordon, I'll wear like a t-shirt and yeah. you know, jeans or whatever um, in our design studio. Um, but I, you know, suit up, slick back my hair or whatever. And, and then I'd be like walking over and then my friend who worked at Gordon has like an internal design agency. Um, and my friend at the time who was sort of my like connection, uh, worked the admin role there and she would like have the agenda and she'd email me and be like, I'm so sorry. They're not going to get to it today. Like you can turn around or whatever. <laughs> and so, so just suit up and, half
2: a dozen times.
0: Yeah. To, like I think probably literally four times. Yeah. And then, Ended up having an extremely informal interview, Diligence. um, and, and then they had to like open it to other, um, this is actually a little funny. They technically, I think legally have to, um, so they decided to approve the position and then they have to open it. So it's not like, nepotism. You know, yeah, to yeah. the public or whatever. So they told me that they were going to do that. And then at the time, actually a friend of mine, oh, no. a friend of ours, Steven. uh, not Steven, no, <laughs> a friend of ours, I think applied for the role. Mm. And um, if, he, if he listens to this podcast, <laughs> he, can, he can tell me if this is how it goes down. But in hindsight, I think he's glad he doesn't have the role. So I think it I think it'll, will be fine. Mm-hmm. But I think I remember he at the time uh, was like a couple years older than me. I thought like I really looked up to him um, and I had asked him to go to coffee because um, he was like, you know, a few years out doing the business thing. I was like interested to see how it worked. So he's also a Gordon grad. I'm like not naming him just in case. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you know who you are. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you, you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good friends. Very very good friends. But at the time, I didn't know him that well. He was like sort of just like this guy that I looked up to, and we went out to coffee, and you know, I was just kind of having one of those senior year college like transitional. Um, conversations with him. He was being very gracious and then he asked me what I was hoping to do. And I was very excited to let him know that I had just like finished this like couple month long process of pitching this position. And if all goes well, you know, hopefully I'll get that role. And then like right at the end of coffee, um, <laughs> which I don't blame him for at all, but at the time it was soul crushing. Cause he's like so much better than I am. He's like, oh. like, you know, he's like, Oh, you know, just to let you know, like, and he's like, I hope this isn't awkward. It, you know, it, it totally, uh, you know, it's just like, role that i would maybe be interested in too so if that if that's a role that they really do create i might apply for it and in my head in that moment i was like why would they not pick him you know Mm -hmm. because he was like i don't know three or four years ahead of me that much more experienced like he was definitely the right hire in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways um and i was like man i just like pitched this whole thing like if i don't get this that'll be a bummer Mm -hmm. um and then i think I think the way it went down is he, he did apply. I think he interviewed and I honestly think he was like close to getting it. And then,
1: um, I don't know if this is like gossipy. I don't, is this gossip? <laughs> no, this is fine. I don't, this like, is very, I didn't know any of this.
0: This is like, I, I share this with like no, no feelings about it. Like genuinely. Mm-hmm. I, but I think the way the story went down, which is just hilarious. Cause it shows like how much I was like, you know, using all of my like career workshop skills in terms of like what they tell you to do when you're trying to get a job. So I think he applied. I believe he was a really strong candidate. And then I also think the interview process somehow lined up with, they were adopting a a kid at the time and there was a lot of mechanics Mm -hmm. involved. They had to go pick her up. And, um, you know, obviously anytime you add a family member, it's a lot of legit. So he, I think became a little bit less available, um, on a practical level, like for just a a certain amount of time, which was also the amount of time that I had happened to go home for like spring break in my senior year. And I was interviewing for other positions just in case on the psychology side of things. Mm -hmm. And I literally interviewed to work a suicide hotline, like an adult crisis hotline. Cause this was like, my mom got me the connection. She's like a therapist or whatever. And they were like, I interviewed same thing, put on my suit, whatever went up to this like crappy, like, just depressing office, like, I mean, yeah. obviously, but like outside of, you know, the subject matter, it was also just like the opposite of anything creative. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but like, it's a job I could get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, the pay is $21,000. Um, and I was like, I don't make any money. And that still doesn't sound like a lot of money <laughs> to like talk people literally off the edge, yep. like all night long. And the shifts were like, you know, night shifts and all that stuff. Yeah. But I got a job offer. <laughs> and I literally went back to Gordon all like like totally bluffing. I mean it was true, but I was like, because they had been kind of like letting me hang for a little bit. And I was like, hey, I, I have another competitive offer and I need to give them an answer. Um and then they were like, you know, cool. And it like moved the needle just enough and they they hired me. Wow. And I was like, I just leveraged wow. a twenty thousand dollar a year suicide hotline job to like Get what at the time was like my dream gig of like a salaried out the gate photographer role wow. all my friends who were doing the photography thing had like gotten some like mindless job and then were doing like photography on the mm-hmm. side and mm-hmm. I felt like I had hit it in a sweet spot of like my full-time role with benefits yeah you know it didn't pay well but it paid more money than I had ever made at the time um, yeah and so that's how I beat him that's, that's it that's, <laughs> how, that's how I got the job
2: Wow but, and i mean you've held that you you're still in that position
0: yeah the the position is has shifted and and has uh you know my role has um shifted both in terms of my schedule so that was it was originally a you know a, um a full-time full year position uh pretty quickly my wedding business continued to grow really exponentially and you know i i have i will say like i think i don't know like I mean, kind of, I know I was like quippy about that whole interview process and how I was like trying to leverage things and stuff like that. But I really, you know, am a strong advocate for myself professionally. I think owning a business forces you into doing that. And so I think I had some motivation to do that. So pretty early on as the business grew, I sort of came to Gordon and I was like, and Gordon is not like an institution with a lot of money. It's not a place where raises are part of the culture. It's not a place where you necessarily can like just work harder and perform well. And people are gonna be like, you know what? We want to honor you with some money. Um, But uh, it's very interesting. Like I had a lot of friends who were working corporate jobs and they were running into the opposite issue where they were like, I try to like go above and beyond and then I'm told to stay in my lane. Um, and that was frustrating for them. Gordon is was sort of like the opposite, where it was like, "Oh, you have an interest in that? Yeah, we'd love to have you do that as part of your job, but like not necessarily compensate you for it." Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a different, you know, issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, still, affords you the ability to be creative. And yeah, find new definitely. Creative things. Yep. And so anyway, yeah, the long uh, I'm like saying the long story short, but it's a long story. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Gordon, I still do maintain a role there, uh, but you know my schedule I negotiated pretty early on like down to a, a nine month contract. So I'm there during the school year. And at the time my weddings were pretty squarely between like May and maybe August, like sometimes in September and now yeah. you know obviously it's a little bit more it's harder to balance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that was hugely flexible. So what Gordon can't often offer in terms of salary, it does offer in terms of flexibility of job design, mm-hmm. so I've definitely benefited from that. and then um, I added roles within social media. so now my my role at Gordon is director of social media marketing and staff photographer, mm-hmm. which if you can imagine the scale of those two like just by <laughs> title, those don't sound like they should be the same person, yeah, <laughs> but at Gordon, they are <laughs> sure. so it gives you you know a bit of Couple context yeah, yeah. yeah, so. And
1: how did you work for him? Yeah, so one of the first things you yeah. did was—I think it was in 2013, 2014 Yep, it was your first year in the job. Yes, you because it was my then your first year out of school. Yep, my sophomore year of college, and yeah. that's Steven, that's Steven when used to like really that's when we got connected.
2: You really fanboyed him. Yeah,
0: I did,
1: and you—that's
2: how I was
0: bench. introduced to I big big and time I, fanboyed, I fanboyed bench. bench. Yeah. yeah, well, I fanboyed bench more locally. Bench. I didn't really fanboy Benj. So definitely fanboy
1: Benj. Benj. Heish. I think you're my grandfather, is what we just figured out. I think by just definition. Yeah, yeah. 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 No,
2: I definitely. He hates being called that, doesn't he? He probably does. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Sorry, Benj. You're my Sorry, dis- buddy. You're listening. I know you are. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: but I definitely, um, yeah, started following Benj as soon as I, like, again, like as soon as like weddings beca- became something to follow, like it wasn't even. I, got Instagram after college, which for me was 2014. Weird. Um, yeah, I didn't have a iPhone until after I graduated college. Um, and yeah, so like it took me a little while to like realize that I was becoming part of an industry even like, I don't know, it was, it was really a, like, I don't want to say thoughtless. like, cause I've had a lot of success and it feels like it could sound arrogant to say like, yeah, I just like became successful with wedding photography. But in a lot of ways, like I had the luxury of a full-time job mm. that I didn't hate.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a luxury and a challenge. And yeah. we'll, um, I'm sure we'll talk about that. But <laughs> um, so I didn't have like the same earnesty that a lot of my friends who were either trying to freelance out the gate mm-hmm. or who were like in a data job that they hated so much and they just wanted to do photography. Yep. I had this nice, convenient, flexible, Soft launch mm-hmm. and and the business has really grown, um, but I oh what I was gonna say is like I I don't like all my photography idols quote unquote early on were like hyper local yeah. because it was all within the scale of the college I went mm-hmm. to. So this guy that I was talking about he was like my first I think photo icon
1: yeah. Um, there's kind of a lineage of that there from really Gordon is. specifically. Steven
0: is, it's like a joke at Gordon it, it, genuinely yeah. like during our time there, there was memes made we, about like yeah, me and you and Steven. I
1: got made into a meme. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was pretty great. And Wait, then, sorry, you were talking about yeah, how, how, oh, how I was, yeah, yeah. So I was just, yeah. The first year in your job, you did add kind of this initiative. You wanted to start this collective of student photographers yeah. to then outsource and assign work to, to kind of, share that a little bit Build the photography team. Yeah. yeah. Well, the idea was that this turns w-
0: this woman who was previously my boss was still like orchestrating student photographers. And then it was obvious like, and then we gained a staff photographer and we're like, maybe the staff photographer should, cause she offered no form of mentorship or mm-hmm. like, um, she, she gave you job experience by assignment, but no job experience in terms of like actual lessons right. or anything like that. So my goal was, On a very practical level, my ask was, hey, can you now be the guy that delegates photography assignments? And then my hope was that I could do that and ideally also help students like kind of level up um, Mm -hmm. their photography throughout college.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You did a... a like a mini workshop, almost. There was like an yeah, hour and a yeah, half I long. Like, you had I, all of us come like in a you're like, it was "Hey, like a here's t- photo mechanic. Here's Lightroom. Here's yeah. presets. All this stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Well, that's good. That's yeah. That's exactly what you needed at that point. Oh yeah.
0: No. I, yeah, I facts. think it like it gave you <laughs> some good base. Like I still remember when I like took you out in the back parking lot and I showed you like a Brenizer stitch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you were like. I mean Steven's like I yeah. mean, look at him right now. He's like a puppy dog. <laughs> like he's like it's just so happy. And I remember Stephen was just like so grateful. And I was like, wow, You're gonna you're gonna freaking anakin skywalker me. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna overtake me and and look at us now.
2: <laughs> he's interviewing me. Okay, pivot.
0: <laughs> I begged him to be on this podcast.
2: <laughs> I wanna hear your story of how you met me.
0: Okay, so how I met Eric was I went to workshop. Um, which is great. This man, is the last episode. Full circle. Back to Ryan. Which also, hilarious. I don't know if you remember this. Well, this is just a funny... So I met Eric and like the whole Chicago crew, which at the time was... This was my, the
2: first workshop? Second one? No, I was, think this was, was second. 2017?
0: I, yeah, I only went to one. And I, I went down with... Danny Ebersol. Mm-hmm. Uh And we, I had, this was my second workshop experience of any kind. I had previously gone to Benge's was it previously? Yeah, was it? Cascade.
2: Cascade was, yep. yeah, earlier. I think I went. It for, definitely was. You already knew him. He knew you. <laughs>
0: yes, that's yep. right. Yeah. So I had gone to Cascade and then I was like, oh, I'll try out like a conference style workshop. Came down. I literally met Aaron Bean Mm-hmm. Um, because he's, you know, an eager little guy mm-hmm. and, uh, he, <laughs> in the best way, and he like super extroverted, Oh yeah, like shot across the, you know, um, sidewalk and was like, oh, you know, my friend Steven Schultz, mm-hmm. he just saw you on my Instagram story. Cause I'm like out here doing it and we <laughs> should be friends. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then like, this was genuinely like, my first, because you and Bean have a mutual
1: friend because I right. met Bean. This is a super. Tangent. I just listened
0: to you try to describe this to Jesse Driftwood. Yes, and you did oh, a yeah. poor job. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult. Jesse was just like, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool. cool. Yeah, 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 cool. That's the real life. My but, brother's, yeah. you know, sister, yes. sister's dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. girlfriend's dog, Walker, whatever.
1: Yes, yeah. So Bean and I were friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Crazy connection. Yeah, yes. yeah.
0: So then I like, I kind of like ditched Danny. I mean, Danny and I were like. We weren't like buddy buddy at the workshop. We had like shared a car ride down and technically shared an Airbnb. And and then I just to meet new people. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And so I, but this was genuinely my first experience in a uh, in like a net like a sea of creative, like minded people. Um, And what was funny is I think it was one of the first times in a good, refreshing way. And I don't mean this like proudly necessarily, but like. I was so bad at who people were like i didn't i hadn't gone to workshop because i looked at the like
2: guest you, uh you like fanboy list. benj but you really didn't know any other teachers yeah i
0: knew benj and, and christa <coughs> mary parker i was mm-hmm. i was really mm-hmm. excited about christa parker and then but like i didn't know who india earl was like and like people were like oh my gosh you know and i i was like oh sorry and then this is the funniest story now for full circle to ryan i didn't know who was like hosting workshop yeah. <laughs> and we were back at your airbnb and I, I don't know, people were doing something on Instagram stories and like, like people were commenting and like, Oh my gosh, like Ryan's commenting. I was like, who's Ryan? And they were like, ah, uh, he hosts this. And I was like, sorry, I don't know. I didn't know like who I was talking. I didn't even know like who I was meeting when I was meeting you guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, and this was like, I, I think a little bit before you were like, had the success that you've had in terms of like growing the brand mm-hmm. and like being more of a, a recognizable name mm-hmm. within the industry. So I like lucked out to get in on a personal level early on or whatever. But yeah, we just hung out at a workshop and, and then I don't know, remained friendly. You shot my wedding and yeah, Steven and then you and Steven shot my honeymoon. So
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we really did it all.
2: Give context to that.
0: Nope. Nope. nope that's, that's it. That's, I mean, uh, so to a little bit of context, my wife and I, uh, Eric mentioned, we, we have a cabin up in the Adirondacks. We got married in the Hudson Valley at the time. My wife was also working in the wedding industry. And so we had like a really limited schedule, um, in terms of like, we got married on a Saturday and we both, I think we both had a wedding to work the following weekend. I know I at least did. So we weren't able to like, you know, shoot out and do a big honeymoon. So we sort of intentionally got married in the Hudson Valley because it was like, you know, approximately close, enough to our families. And then it was also an hour or an hour and a half from our cabin. Mm -hmm. So we're like, that'll be our little mini honeymoon. And then Eric, I think you, I think you kind of pitched it totally like a little bit. Um, Eric was familiar with the cabin and you know, knew it was a really important place to us. And I think he, I think you floated the idea of like, I think you initially were like, if you have any photos or something from the cabin that you could send to me, you know, I have this idea that maybe I could integrate those. And then I think I might, I might've just been like, well, we're going to the cabin right afterwards. And I don't know if you want to be like, I don't know if it would be weird, but if you want to come. So it's, it's generous to call it our honeymoon. Yeah. I I was, I was not going to be like, yeah,
2: let me just join you right after your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like testing the water. Yeah. I think I was probably like, yeah, let's do, let's like, you know, go on the the canoe and totally,
0: which I I mean, it ended up being like, chop wood. It's true. I mean, it was like, I think for us, for Molly and I, so cool. she would agree. I'm speaking for her a bit, but like we, in some ways it was kind of nice because like we weren't going to a place that was entirely new to us and we wanted it to like be this perfect little vacation. We we're going to a very <laughs> familiar face and the, like our favorite thing to do at the cabin is genuinely to share it with other people. Yeah. Um, and it was so, it was yeah, yeah. Fun. So it was like, we didn't feel like we were on our honeymoon and like sure. we were like spoiling the first night of our honeymoon. I mean, we slept for like the first four days of our, yeah. <laughs> after our wedding, we were so spent. Um, but, but yeah.
2: This, it, this whole thing, um, so a lot of people ask me about uh, in, in my world of entrepreneurship and creativity and booking clients that I want. I love capitalizing on relationships like this where, you know, we frequently talk about community over competition. We frequently talk about how important community is and you know, building each other up. And especially in our specific industry, this is a really good opportunity to hire your friends. We I made a whole yeah. I made a whole video about how totally. I gave you guys a discount because that's right, yep. You were like you're either like, I want you to film the wedding or we don't really want anybody. Yeah, that's totally what it was. And there wasn't really any chance that I was going to book that date anyway. And so I was kind of in a place where I'm like, okay, well, let's work on the price and get it to a manageable place. Right. Full well knowing that it would be an incredible portfolio piece, especially like if we went to the cabin, how meaningful that was to you guys. And then, and then look at us, we're sitting in an Airbnb booked a $9,000 wedding and like, because you referred me because you showed your wedding film to them.
0: Seriously. It's yeah, it's, That's your calling card now, as far as I'm concerned. Like I always just send people, it feels like a very natural thing to do. It's like the best referral I can give Mm -hmm. is literally like he shot my wedding and we're so grateful for it. Here Mm -hmm. it is. And I don't
2: say any of that to like scratch my own back or whatever, but I'm just saying like seeing the opportunity of what connections like this could be. Totally. And if this episode is not evident of how connected we all are. Weirdly is, enough,
0: very layered. Yes, um, yes.
2: Uh, how we can all connect to each other. That the same trip we just talked to Ryan Brown yesterday. It was last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Who did workshop where we met? Where my studio mate approached you about knowing him, and now we have a podcast. Yeah, and work together. It's
0: just mm-hmm. insane. It totally is, and it's such a good reminder that there's ways to network like so sincerely. Um, and I think honestly that was like a bit of my, like, that's a bit of like the reason I went to workshop in the first place Yeah. because I was like, I, I wasn't like, it was the same when I went to cascade. I remember when I went to cascade, it was like a, because I like wasn't considering myself at the time, like a full-time freelance, like I was like, why am I investing? I think it was like, you know, it was a couple thousand dollars once I was like flying out there, staying and like extending the trip and stuff. Um, and I remember Benj, like the first night was like why are you guys here? And, uh, I might've stood up. It'd be interesting to ask him, maybe he wouldn't even remember, (laughs) but, um, I remember a lot of people were, I guess a little bit more committed into the industry than I was at that point. And they were, they were a little bit more like I'm burnt, I'm burnt out and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's next. Or I'm, I'm interested in like finding out how to work with my ideal clients or like, you know, really reasonable, good workshop reason to go. And for me, I was like, I'm I, I forget exactly what I said, but something along the lines is like, I'm trying to figure out whether I want to do this. Yeah. Like, because I hadn't yet again had this like, which I think there's a whole, again, and not to like separate myself generationally, but like, I really do think there's like a whole crew of photographers post Instagram mm-hmm. who are like, I want to be a wedding photographer because it's become, it's like on the scene now as like a desirable thing. I mean, clearly yeah. you've made in a lot of ways, a career out of showing people what's possible, which is really appealing to this like, Thirsty group of um, you know, young young photographers, yeah. yeah, who want to see if this is a viable business, and that just wasn't even on my radar. So I feel like I was asking those questions, like, and again, I'm not trying to sound arrogant or like. After I was like making salary level money with photography, I was, I was like, do I want to make salary? And it, it, I, I don't think I was. I think that's my like. If I talk to my own youngsters about wedding photography that's like the first thing I say is like, think about it a little bit more. And here's like some questions to like practically
2: evaluate for Mm -hmm. yourself. Um, and I'm always trying to do this because we do interview a lot of photographers, filmmakers, wedding photographers, Yeah. that realm, how widely applicable that advice is to any creative entrepreneur. Yeah. About the community piece, about the education piece, Mm -hmm. about like taking, going out on a limb, going to a workshop, Trying to meet people in the industry, and making connections, like all of that is widely applicable to any kind of a creative endeavor or small entrepreneurship endeavor. You know, totally. Um, this is a totally random, but I want to try. We didn't write, we, we, we didn't write a batting practice, but I just want to oh, try to fire it
1: off. Okay. Yeah. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Ready? I'm ready. Toothpaste brand, Crest. Boots brand. Red Wing.
2: What's your favorite breakfast? Um Avocado toast.
1: Favorite cocktail?
2: Whiskey sour. Rain or snow?
1: Snow. What cameras do you shoot?
2: Canon 5D Mark IV mostly. Do you, do you pick your nose? Uh, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I totally do. do.
1: Do you pick Molly's nose? No. Good.
2: Something embarrassing about yourself? I pick my nose.
0: <laughs> 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 like when I'm alone in the car, and I'll, I'll like... Flick it out the window. window.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Favorite favorite place to shoot a wedding.
0: Um,
1: I really like. I'm actually faster. I'm really excited
0: (laughs) to photograph at Gather Green the wedding that I got or the venue I got married at. How old are you? 28, 29
2: next week.
1: What's the middle name of your dog?
2: You're younger than me. Yeah, I thought we were like same age, or you were 30. Nope. I'm okay dad no <laughs> i just didn't know that i'm not like calling you old i just thought you were i i thought i was less mature than you <laughs> <laughs> that's Now that's an interesting competition is funny. <laughs> that's blowing my I didn't well, how old are you 30 i'm 29 going on 30 this year okay so okay. you're like a little bit less than a year older yeah. than me okay yeah. go
1: batting practice um your dog's middle name David. Excellent. Wow.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: Uh are you having a motorcycle?
0: Uh I'm good with my scooters right now. I have two Oh, okay. Like yeah, yeah. fifty mm-hmm. cc yeah. like razors? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, no. yeah cool, cool, razor cool, scooters, yeah. Cool, cool, Watch cool. out the ankles, cool. yeah. The yeah. Angles,
1: yeah. Um, r- running or jump roping.
0: Uh, I'm really trying to like either one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you floss? No. Can you do the floss dance?
1: No. Can you try right now?
2: <laughs> Go. Yeah, what's that one? Like this? One? <laughs>
1: Se- seated floss It's it's the hot new trend It's like trend. a bear marking a tree Throw this on TikTok <laughs> <Throw> this.
0: <laughs> Just leaving my scent on this chair
2: Okay, tell us a really funny story About yourself For Wait, just a funny as, story As part of uh, yeah,
0: as, this is The, last yeah, the fastest of this you can um, One time I had my arm in a cast And I had to shimmy out Of my I <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs> no, tell that
1: story <laughs> You guys
0: have like an audience now. I'm not trying to like spread this all over the internet. Um, a good story Oh man,
1: I don't know. there's a funny story from a wedding, maybe
0: okay, great story from a wedding. I was photographing at the time probably the biggest budget wedding I've ever photographed. started the day off real well how, how
2: would you how much would you expect like I think total spent- total
0: budget on the wedding probably was. <clears throat> Probably was like one hundred and fifty thousand. It was actually in the Berkshires. It was down the street, Um, but it was it was clearly an extravagant wedding, Um, and started the day off well. I like rolled in. Literally, someone was like, "Oh, do you always dress that casually for a wedding?" I was like, "Mm, "Good start to the day." I was like wearing a chambray shirt and like I was I was like wearing like what photographers wear, but I was like, "Oof, that's rough." So I was already like feeling a little under the microscope. And we were under this tent i nailed it by the way like photographs were awesome and client was very happy at the end of the day but this moment was funny the dad was giving a toast in this tent and um he had a, a stemless wine glass that he had in his hand and as he was toasting it was like hard to shuffle the papers and hold the wine glass so he put the wine glass down at his feet and then he keeps toasting and he kind of moves around or whatever. And I'm, I'm very actively following him and he, it's clear that this is a significant toast for his daughter. They have a, a layered relationship and he's getting into that a little bit and it's like very emotional, very meaningful. And I like the poorly dressed photographer boy. <laughs> I'm like working my way around the room and I have the camera up to my face. So I'm not really paying attention to where I am. And I sidestep and I kick hard <laughs> the wine glass and it's, it's a stemless wine glass, so it perfectly makes a circle pouring red wine around the entire, and it makes like a ting-king, like it was like a, this like super emotional part of the speech. And I, the worst part about it is I ran after it, and it was rolling in a perfect circle, and I couldn't catch up. So I just was like running behind this wine glass for like the whole circumference of this huge dance floor. And I'm like waddling with my hold fast. I have like two cameras dangling. I like my, I'm coming untucked. And then like the dad looks at me and I like look so sheepishly up at him. There's red wine around the whole dance floor. And I was just like, continue your speech, like, or whatever. And I don't know, Carl was with me. And Carl just like was looking from across the room and was just like, oh buddy, old buddy. That's I think like up there with my worst, like wedding, yeah it was I mean and it was like the worst because like it was begging for everyone to just laugh and make it okay and no one did i was just like that is crushing I was like I felt naked I was just like covered in red wine and naked in front of all these rich people and I was like you're gonna love these photos I undercharged you (laughs) so there's a funny story
2: that was so worth the ask
1: Wow! I've never heard that story. I haven't heard that one either. Really? That's like one of my favorites. That's so good. Real good, man. It was brutal. With the cameras dangling on either side, too, that just adds to the like. I want to say Carl tried
0: to take a picture of
1: it. (laughs) It was a long enough moment
0: that he could have like been like, "Oh, I have an opportunity." That he just stopped to speak. I don't know how I couldn't catch the thing. (laughs) Like I was, it was probably rolling At like half a mile an hour, and I was just like, "Oh no 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 no!" (laughs) <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> it was classless. That's incredible. It was yeah. Classless. Yeah. That's
1: beautiful. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um you said Carl was there at that one. He was, yes. So it was like semi recent.
0: Yeah, I, I wanna say that was Carl's
2: your associate photographer?
1: He is now, yeah. yeah. At yeah. the
0: time I'm trying to think whether he was
1: associating
0: for me associate shooting for me whether yet. he was associating with you or not <laughs> yeah, <I don't>
1: <laughs> after that he was like I'm out yeah, no, I'm good I, uh, I tuck in my
0: shirts for weddings um, <laughs> no I I don't know whether he was yet an associate for me we like we really uh, slow burned into that uh, into that <laughs> hey. associate relationship callback um, OG fan um, but yeah no he was there he yeah. was at least second shooting Sweet. for me okay mm-hmm. nice
1: yeah, how has that been scaling your business and bringing other people into the fold?
0: Um, it's been really, I mean, it's, it, it's clear that it's the only way to grow. Mm-hmm. Like, I think to I am, scale your business. yeah, I think it really is like, and again, I don't say this. I think I am, I am, I could always shoot
2: more weddings. Or you get te- technically you turn into Jose Villa and you start Yeah, yeah, yeah. high end right. celebrity photography. But unless
0: I'm super niching out in terms of like price point, I've kind of hit, you know, close to the top of the Boston market threshold. Mm-hmm. Uh the Boston market, great chain. <laughs> yeah, the mashed potatoes Bacons. and beans, Love and them. beans. the uh, the Boston area. Um, I'm like,
2: <laughs> Mark's at the end of the buffet. Yeah, Do you need <laughs> wedding coverage?
0: Yeah. Um, the, uh, no. So I'm like, I think I, I really like it because it feels, this is both the perk and the challenge of associate photography. I don't know. Like, I don't have a good beat on like how much associate work you do for Eric, but I'd be interested in talking mm-hmm. about that because I, it's. Low stakes, the way that our working relationship is, it's sort of like if he books weddings, he gets paid and it's great. And if he doesn't, it's not like I owe him a paycheck. Mm -hmm. No, he's not a he's not an employee of my brand. Um, So it was it's kind of the best way to get your feet wet as like an employer, I guess. Um, And, you know, Carl and I have had we haven't done as, as well of a job. Doing like I would say consistent touch points of like is this still great for you? We kind of do that on a semi annual basis. We mm-hmm. we renew a contract every year mm-hmm. that covers all of our work, which is a nice natural point to reevaluate price and and you know how many he ideally wants to book with me. Um, but the first summer I think he shot eight or nine weddings for okay. me, which felt like a really good number at the time. I wasn't editing those; he was handling kind of almost. It was borderline a finder's fee that I took. Uh, I I still, you know, technically had all the liability and and was sending contracts and stuff like that. But he was really handling all the interfacing, shooting and editing. We've recently reworked it. uh, And then COVID happened. So we had like, I think another eight or nine on the books, some of which canceled, some of which postponed into this year. So he has those. Um, Yeah another long-winded answer, but it's going well. Um, this will be the first year that I've decided that I would like, I would actually like to edit the weddings that he's shooting. Mm. Um, mostly a, a little bit because I was like, it's not that right now. Editing is a workflow that I'm very comfortable with. It's sure. not an area of my business where I actually feel like I lose a lot of time. Sure. I'm sure I could be convinced otherwise. <laughs> um, but for the value proposition of what Carl was comfortable Almost taking it as a pseudo pay cut, mm-hmm. um, you know, also a lot less work for him mm-hmm. to not have to edit. He was, I, I think, Carl was really into the idea of like I can come shoot a wedding and be done. Yeah, um, and I'm happy taking less of a cut for that. Sure, um, and I can do maybe even a couple more of them mm-hmm. for that. And for me, I was like,
2: because he's oh. balancing another job.
0: He uh, no, he's he's a full time oh. uh, photographer. Oh, because um, he has
2: his own business as well.
0: He does have his own business. I yep, guess. yep. Um, and he, yeah, his original, like the original reason we connected is because he had relocated and mm-hmm. he was mostly like, he's very talented. I would say he and I are like near, near, if not identically the same level of actual experience photographing. Um, he had just like been moving to Beverly. He he had moved, relocated to Beverly and was looking to get his like feet wet in the local area. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I would say that was like almost like, hopefully I'm not like you know on a downward hill but i was like i was like peeking out at that point like i was mm-hmm. i don't know having the most tangible metrics of success at that time yeah you were um, winning awards and stuff too yeah locally yeah. yeah i had like won the area award for like best of boston and best mm-hmm. of north shore so sick, i think yeah yeah best yeah. of Gordon yeah, yeah yeah best of Gordon college
2: best of Gordon. second only Gordon. to steven schultz <laughs> uh Yeah, we could go on forever. I just kind of want to wrap it up with sort of the philosophy just of the podcast and like what your idea is of a sustainable business for you, Mm. what it looks like to keep growing but doing it in a way that isn't going to make you feel like you're going to burn out. Uh, Just want to publicly say that you're incredible at what you do. You are insanely intentional about the technical parts of your business. So like whenever I see you come out with blog posts about like what you're doing as far as COVID response in your business Mm. and how you structure your contracts and how diligent you are. And even you saying like, we re up our contract every year. It's like, we don't have a contract for associate. Like, you know, like, and that's, Mm -hmm. that's definitely a difference of personality, but that's something I look at you and I'm like, dang, I do wish I was more like that. I do wonder if I would feel like my business would be more sustainable with that kind of approach. Just uh, an open-ended question to what do you feel like is is going to be sustainable for you?
0: That's a really, I mean, honestly, it's a really good question. Cause I think, um, so I think a lot of what motivates like that level of care and concern actually stems unfortunately from like a level of anxiety that I have. So a lot of those are like safeguards to protect myself against worry. So I'm like, cover your bases. Yeah. I'm I'm very, um, diligent and I think it's good business. I do think it's good business management to have, you know, really clear cut contracts, um, with both friends and, you know, clients that you meet on the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of that is also out of, like, I think for me, the, the short answer to how do I make sure this is sustainable in the long run is, um, coming up with systems and um a structure where I can like feel less fatigued and anxious because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's that's the killer for me right now and there's you know others you know marriage you know family dog owning like it sounds mm-hmm. silly but like that's been a whole thing yeah. COVID was rough you know it's uh, you know lost a friend this year um just a lot of stuff extraneous um that when you couple that with like a level of busyness and i'm generally a person who does struggle with anxiety a lot of performance anxiety um so i think sustainability for me will will be finding a way that i can still have my hand really directly in my business Mm. like like you said i'm very precise i care a lot about what i do i care a lot about anything that has my name on it um and so it's not intuitive to like, let go of the reins. But if I can figure out which reins are the ones that are actually stressing me out and adding a level of emotional and mental fatigue, um, and I can release those and keep the bits that I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it sounds like that's like base, like that's obvious, but it's, it's been a, it's been challenging to figure that out. Like today, literally this morning I was talking to my wife. I was like, what if you did my emails? And she, cause she works in customer service now and is like, like, it's like no problem for Mm -hmm. her. She's just like, yeah, sure. Great. I'm like, I can like handle any, and I, and I was like, maybe that would really help me out. You know? Um, and a lot of it's too, it's like, it's balancing what feels like sort of three roles with owning the business, working for Gordon and then involve like working for Gordon involves like if I'm trying to do my job really well, a lot of photography and a lot of like more director level social media management. And it's just it is like I'm spread too thin, mm-hmm. so I'm figuring out what that looks like for sure. Yeah. But I think in terms of you and I, I was just listening to your episode with Sabria. You guys were talking about the Enneagram. I think people talk about the Enneagram, yeah, uh, in a way that's really helpful. Sometimes too much, but I like I I'm not saying that about Sabria. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that to caveat of like I don't want to be one of those people who's like I love the Enneagram. I do really appreciate. I had a similar epiphanal moment, yeah, sort of when I was like it can be really I helpful. was reading about uh so i think i'm a six which is a loyalist i'm like deeply relational really loyal but then you read about like some of the problematic behaviors of sixes and it's like i am butchering what the enneagram actually says but it's something along the lines of like you're really really good at relationships you're really really good at planning all this stuff but it's all because you're nervous and you're like trying Mm -hmm. to you're scared um and i think that's where a lot of like my motivation comes from but I, I don't have the threeness of just like, just do it, like, mm. you know, just get it done. Um, And so, and sometimes I'm jealous of that sort of energy mm-hmm. of just being able to be like, yeah, like I, I, I can like turn on all cylinders and just do it because I like yeah. am not fatigued necessarily. I, I'm speaking for you um, or like your type or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, I'm not, I'm, I'm so motivated by task completion mm. that i don't get hung up on being nervous about it like being a good thing or not mm-hmm. and for me i'm like i get so nervous about it being a good thing that i don't do task completion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's like from that could be like you know completing emails or making videos or whatever the case might be yeah
2: seems really similar to someone who is the neogram one of like the perfectionist yeah
1: i guess so yeah yeah could be yeah. i feel like that that's very interesting and kind of cements why I think the three of us work very well together because yeah. I'm a nine and we uh, complete yeah. this little triad between a three, a six and a nine, wow. which is interesting. Fine. Yeah. Suck it to me,
2: suck it to me one more time. <laughs> get low. Get low, get low, get low. To <laughs> the window!
1: <laughs> That's you. our show. That's
2: it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, really fun chatting. Yeah, thank thanks you guys so us. much for... Thanks for making really, us cry with really, laughter. Thanks for, for
0: really seeking me out for this podcast.
2: <laughs> we were going to do a pitch. <laughs> I, really,
0: I really appreciate the pitch you oh, made. And I just where can't Eric just earlier. went. Where Eric just went, hey, Stephen, did you tell him we're recording the podcast tonight? No, but you. No, I was, like, no, was going to
1: wait for us <laughs> to do the video, but Mark, do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> That's a good pitch
2: for Patreon. Since you're a patron, you want to tell them what we do on Patreon? Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Um they do this thing called extra innings, which I guess we'll do. You're gonna be on this extra episode, in yeah. Um, yeah. So if you want more of this, <laughs> but a little different, <laughs> uh subscribe to Patreon. No, I would say but genuinely I would say uh I'm like semi new to the world of Patreon anyway, yeah. but it's a it's a it's a worthy investment. It's nice to I almost think I don't know if this is gonna like butcher your point to it, but I, I'm a big fan of armchair expert podcast yeah. as well and yeah. it's almost i view it almost That's as Dak like shepard Deck shepard yeah. yeah and he and monica usually have their own sort of like host time yep. after the guest yes yep i would say it's like compared you know uh sort of comparable with that where mm. you guys kind of process and it's like it appears to be way more
2: casual Sometimes you guys are like fully just like it tends to be, yeah. Talking about other things. But it's sure it's, yeah. it's a good yeah. time. It's no, it's, of but it's nice. but no, even like you're gonna be on this episode. Um sometimes that happens, but there's yeah. other times where the, the guest isn't there and Steven and I are just like, I really disagreed with this or mm. I really, really agreed with this. Yeah, totally. And and I
0: would say too, like, I know we have like a, a like a personal friendship, but especially if like I'm not trying to blow smoke up you. <laughs> 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 But like if there's people, if there's people listening who don't know you personally and maybe have a little bit more of the fanboy relationship with you slash the podcast, I would say you're like even more, you're very, you're both very like relatable and personable on like all your delivery of your material. Mm. But it feels like even like more pared down um, and Mm. more accessible. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just like, I'm paying to watch my friends talk. But.
1: <laughs> and we appreciate you for yeah. that.
0: Yeah. It's I just, know he's, he's got to pay you something. It's just
2: <laughs> it's just five bucks a month. If you want to go check it out, it's in the description, in the show notes. Um, it's also just to help out with Steven's hard work and editing the podcast. So if you're interested in that, you can go check that out. Um, you could also like this video if you're watching on YouTube. You could subscribe to our YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast on podcast or Spotify and follow us there. And leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there is really helpful. Um, I think that's about it, yeah. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. And thank you to the the spoons for being on. That was a weird outro, sorry for that. Love y'all, see you later. (laughs)